You're invited to our second annual Winter Women's Retreat, a slumber party. Did you know that Black women are often the gatekeepers and teachers of culture, memory, and legacy, particularly of the Black family? While on the journey to preparing for a love and life partner, and even more so if you're already partnered or married, I encourage Black women to create a community and cultivate sisterhood with other Black women first. We need each other. Retreat tickets are now available for the first 10 guests at matchmarymate.com. Join us in Asheville, North Carolina for a sacred and spiritual retreat with other Black women who know how to act. Hope to see you in the mountains. Greetings. You're listening to the Match Mary Mate Show where Black women learn how to get their love lives together. Here I guide you on your dating and relationship journey, empower you with feminine presence, power, and charm, teach you how to navigate and negotiate your needs and desires with men. I'm your host, your girl, Joyce Robinson Myers, and welcome to the final episode of Season 2, Love Bugs. We are concluding our Know Thyself series with an emphasis on our sacral root and our I feel affirmations. Today's show is titled Your Feedback Loops and Sweet Spots as I discuss why they are both important on your dating journey, including what they are and how to use them. To do that, I have a curated convo for you between my client, Danny, and I. She's bringing two separate questions to the floor today that are also related. So I stitched them together in this episode to be able to teach more broadly, but also intentionally about our dating practices, patterns of people, and more emotional regulation. Maybe her story can inspire you to know thyself more by establishing your own feedback loops dating practices, and relational sweet spots. But first, let's begin with the power of affirmation. We start every episode with an affirmation as a way to center self, listen to the body, and honor our spirit. Ask yourself, how are you today? What moods, feelings, or emotions come up? Use that energy to speak life, wholeness, and healing over yourself using the power of your own voice. Speak it into existence with an I or I feel. I feel open to modeling positive behavior. I feel connected to others in a meaningful way. I feel comfortable with who I am. Today we have our final episode of the season and we're leaning into our dating practices, behavioral patterns, and installing our feedback loops and discovering our sweet spots. This has been a rather intense season because self-work and self-discovery is no cakewalk. So I wanted to end our second season on a lighter note with some girl talking fun. For this episode, you only need to listen and enjoy the conversation. I'll share two Joyce's jewels 
And I'll also include a story time in my own life that parallels one of the exercises Danny and I completed together for you to have more context. And you know, I spit some free game in there too. In segment one, Danny brings her concern about the men she was dating, having a consistent refrain about her that she wanted help with. And I use our Q&A session to discuss feedback loops. In segment two, she's completed her self-work assignment that I issued to her and comes back to discuss it with me. But she also had a question about feeling connected. And so that landed us to sweet spots. You'll hear me interject at certain points in segment one to share the two Joyce's Jewels with you. Joyce's Jewel number one is on feedback loops. And Joyce's Jewel number two is on a male-female combo that just works. Then I'm going to break up my story time into two parts. Part one, I'm going to give you the beginning background story you need to follow Danny's question. And then number two, I share the end of the story you'll need to make sense of how Danny and I workshopped her exercise together. As you know, I want to aid in the healing of gender relations between black women and black men because I'm learning through my coaching practice that when we have the proper relationship education, it produces safer, happier, smarter, and even more stable dating decisions that improves the quality of our relationships as we enter the dating market to match, marry, and mate. It is my hope that today's conversation teaches the importance of feedback loops, dating practices, and your signature sweet spots that you discover as a dating woman and can later use in your relationships and marriage. Because why y'all? Black love matters. And we're in much need of the black family power restoration. My question is, yep. I can't, and I, th- I believe I asked you this before. Um, I've heard several people have said to me, um, in the dating process, I can never tell if you're interested in, in me. And I will tell you that um, where if they reach out, I will respond. If they call, I will, you know, if I'm interested in them, I will pick up and we'll chit-chat and, and go out. But I guess I'm not... Are you flirting? In the text messages, I am. Or when we're on the phone, I am flirty. Um, but I, what I've heard is that I, if they don't reach out to me, I'm not necessarily reaching out, which is which is a true statement. Oh, yeah, that would have been my next question. So men tend to say that, one, if you're not, like, flirting, engaging in the chemistry with them, or two, they feel like they're always the ones initiating contact, conversation, dates, etc. So it sounds like it's the last one? Yes. Yes. And so how do I balance with, because um, I still want to feel like I'm being a, woman that's being pursued um and and i'm not doing all the chasing initiating all but i guess i'm all the way on the other extreme where i'm not initiating anything yeah so this is a this is a odd space for me as a coach because women come with certain language and it means things to them right and i understand the the feeling and the desire of wanting to be pursued but sometimes women understand that as being the only person in a relationship who's pursued. And it's like, well, what you think the guy wants? So this is why I use a lot of co-language 
And some sometimes y'all make fun of me because I put co in front of almost any <laughs> any verb. But I don't care because I want y'all to understand it's a shared space. So there'll be certain things that one partner does have more um they occupy more of that domain. But other than that, like you're wanting this to be an ebb and flow. But let's just park you for a second and think about the other person. If you're saying, I want to be pursued, what do you think the guy would be saying? They want to know that it's okay, that I'm inviting the man to pursue. Oh, there we go, Danny. <laughs> they are showing you interest. The interest has to flow both ways. Masculine and feminine are designed to complement. They go together. So we are looking for the same thing in terms of the fulfillment of desire. But where it lives, how it manifests will be different because men and women are not the same. So that's why I always have you ask yourself that question. I know that as a woman, I'm looking for this, but then think, and what could that mean for him? Where is the exchange? Where is the flow? Where is the co? Where is the partnering? So that you can make sure you're, you are also showing up for your part. Otherwise, it just starts to look like a man is chasing. And you're not prey. We use that language sometimes, not really thinking about what we're saying, but... If he is going to be pursuing, sounds like your gentleman callers are not having a real issue putting that energy out. What's falling short is <laughs> the Danny side. What are you complimenting to the pursuit that would make it be a whole experience? Okay. It's, and I guess I need to figure out what that looks like. I've had two gentlemen just today tell me that, that, you know, they really enjoy me and and they and they're really one guy he says he really is enjoying me and can look forward to seeing me and, and um he was reaching out a lot and he didn't reach out to me today but i did reach out to him because i was thinking about it. he was like yeah i just never know i wasn't sure if you were interested i didn't want to feel like i was bothering you and i said no i'm enjoying the conversation but i can see where he would feel that way mm -hmm. and then the second gentleman i actually reached out to him because we went out on a date last week and we had a great time and he texted me you know a few days later and we were saying, we would say we would table something for our next date, which was supposed to be this week. And I did not respond to that text message. I forgot. And so, and, and he hasn't, re he didn't reach out um, since then because he figured, oh, I never responded to the text. I wasn't interested. And so I did text him today and say, hey, I was just thinking about you. You know, how are you doing? I would love to schedule a time for us to connect or chat. And so we just had a conversation and he was saying, yeah, when you didn't answer, I just figured you weren't interested in and he said you know i get women women want to be pursued but we have to be as a man we have to be invited in exactly. right they have to know because that's very common for a woman to just be like i ain't about to respond mm. and so like what are they supposed to do with that okay they, they're just gonna i mean they don't necessarily say the things that we say we say things like oh he ghosted me right but they say things like well i guess she's not interested what is he supposed to do hunt you down Let's pause, love bugs, because Danny is raising an important relationship tool that we need to add to our dating and relationship bag. So here's your first Joyce's Jewel for this episode. Design your dating life, where you install an automatic feedback loop with the men you're dating. Danny's point of friction here is that the men she's dating are pretty much saying the same thing about her. She noticed the pattern and deemed it as true. 
Now she's talking it through with me for support and advice on what to do about it. Because obviously she does not want these men thinking she's not interested when she is or when she hasn't made up her mind about the decision yet. Variety is good. More than likely, this is a Danny issue because more than one man, and at this time, I think she was dating about three to four men, is saying the same thing about her. And that's kind of hard to ignore. Again, interacting with others helps with your levels of self-awareness and personal growth too. A feedback loop is a term used in business, but I borrow from it and sample and remix the term in relationship education. A feedback loop is created when all or some portion of the output is fed back into the input. In dating, I'm not the rotational dating type, as the term seems highly transactional and too reckless for me, but I do fancy variety in dating, especially in the early stages. I like to think about dating more as a group or team project than rotationally running through men or trying to place butts in seats, especially in the most vain way. So in the dating and relationship space, I remix the definition of feedback loop to say, a feedback loop is created when all or some portion of the output, the output equals the total number of men you're connected with getting to know and or dating is fed back into the input, where the input is you, the dating woman. Part of knowing thyself is learning how you beat, and even what makes you tick, around various kinds of people. What questions, doubts, fears, pleasures come up when interacting with others. It also includes your awareness of how people perceive and receive you. Feedback loops tremendously help here. In business, we'd say that output, which would be your clients or customers, are the best source of feedback of your products and services. So likewise, the men you are dating are the best source of feedback on your dating and relating. This is why it helps to have more than one guy again, especially in the beginning. While men should stay in their lane with their opinions and feedback about womanhood, they are the exact target audience who can comment about how they experience women. After all, they are one half of the kind of romantic relationship we desire with them. So their output is valuable. In business, we understand that the customers or clients are the ones who are using the products and services. Or another way of saying this is to say that they experience your products and services. And as such, their feedback is critical for making your offering the best it can be. So the same with dating and relationships. Your dating feedback loop is critical, especially for your growth and development to be the best woman you can be. Most companies use their feedback loop to decide which portion of the output will be used as input for future endeavors. And same with you. Every man's opinion or feedback will not be used for your future input, but in Danny's case, it is mostly most of the men she's talking to saying the same thing, and that makes it hard to ignore again, but it also signals that we need to at least explore it. When we explore, we reach out to our community, our support system, and we ask for help. 
as Danny is doing. So let's return back to our Q&A session. So, okay, then that speaks to the conversation I've been having, having with you about the gentleman and that I, you know, posted on Facebook. When he sent me a message last week, he was on travel and um, asked me how my day was going. And I was the last respond to say, hey, my day is great. And I was just asking them about his day. And then you're back. Um, he did call me today, but I didn't answer because I was on another phone call. Um, and he sent me a text message and I haven't responded yet because I wanted to make sure I was in the right space and not overthinking or being type or petty. It may have been some space between the last time you text him and him calling you, but that's yeah. normal. Okay. That's normal. So I, women tend to um, want a level of attention that's, that's not realistic when someone hasn't made you like their person. What happens is like, oh man, it's been two days since my last text message, or it's been three days since we last spoke. And then there either is a sense of hyperness, like, what does that mean? Why is he calling like that? Or there's a the overthinking of, well, is he even interested? He should have called me back by now. And it's like, well, unless this is your person, unless this is your man, just let people be on their own time and do what they do. And if, if the energy circles back around to you first and you think of the person from the last time that y'all spoke, then you use that energy and reach out. Okay. But there's no reason to like go overly emotional and there's no reason to overthink it. It's like literally let it be what it be. If you're not thinking about him and he's not thinking about you, then y'all are busy with your lives. But then whoever it is that thinks about the person, like be an adult and reach out. Mm, you just got me together. <laughs> be an adult and just be like, oh, I was thinking about you. Now we're going to be an adult and not be nobody's fool. So you have to have what your limit is. Like my limit is three. I'm gonna, I will, I'm not gonna reach out to someone past three times without hearing back. At three times, I am going to assume that you are busy or unavailable or uninterested so that I can move on with my life. If you happen to reach me or contact me past then, fine. But I'm not in the space, in the mind frame of holding space for whatever it was that we've created because I've reached out three times and I haven't heard anything from you. You have to develop your own practices. So like a lot of my coaching and helping women, particularly black women, is develop your own practice of how you wanna be, right? We've You've already done your who are you work. I, I don't really have to have that conversation with you so much, but a lot of your questions are born in just a lack of identifying your practices. That, and that's not to get on you. you. You won't know it until you get here. But in this moment, it's like, okay, well, what can I do? I can remember that when people call, come across my mind to just reach out. But I also have a standard of practice. If I've reached out three times in a row without hearing from somebody or whatever yours will be, then I'm gonna be good. Because a lot of getting to knowing people is managing yourself. Like how, how does Danny want to be when it comes to these things so that you don't, so that you stay balanced and you're not ever getting into a space where like I'm over emotional or I'm overthinking about a, about a situation or about a man or about a relationship, a connection that doesn't belong to you yet. I'm overthinking yesterday in the past few days, which prompted my my post, my response, and, and then my feelings 
and this person doesn't belong to me. Yes, they said that they would like to revisit dating, but we need to take time with that. Um, and he doesn't owe me anything, just like I don't owe him anything. Exactly. Just... It goes both ways, right? Okay. So if he wants to take three days to get back to you, he can. He doesn't, he doesn't owe you anything sooner unless he gave you his word. Then that's different. But instead of trying to uh, overthink how a man is behaving or even control how a man is behaving, your power is in just assessing. Just who is this man? Who is this raw, unadulterated man? And a lot of women are missing what is right there in front of their eyes because they're overthinking or trying to control what that exchange or interaction could be. Maybe he's just a guy that it takes him two or three days. And no, well, normally he, if I already send messages, he responds pretty quick. But I, like I said, he was traveling. He was very, very busy. So now we got to put all of that in, right? Okay. So if we put in, okay, well, he was traveling. He was doing this. He was doing that. Then doesn't it make sense that maybe it took him a little longer than usual? Right. And these are the patterns. Like as you're dating and getting to know people, you want to have a sense of their patterns because that's legit who they are. Right. Like, okay, this person normally gets back to me in this time or this person normally takes two or three days. It's not right or wrong, whatever that person does. But you need to understand what it is so that you can decide how you want to ask questions so that you can decide if you are curious about anything. And if so, how can you position yourself so that you can decide if we're in alignment or not so that you can decide if I want to do this with this person or not. But if too much time is spent being over whatever, over imaginative, over hyper, overthinking, you see how you can miss exactly what's in front of you. Just take in the data. Like this is what it is. And then if something happens different, than what the pattern or the expected behavior or what the data has yielded for you, then you can get curious about that space because it's just as valuable to understand how a person deviates from how they normally present. That's just as valuable as finding out how they normally present. People are literally showing you themselves, but we miss it a lot of times trying to figure out what things mean. But I'm glad that you were able to un unpack in that Facebook group like that because that's exactly what the space is for. I want women to understand that like one of the ways that we process and come to decide is by some venting, but mostly like talking things out with other women. And I don't ever want you to take that step trying to talk that out with a man before you sat with yourself and tried to like, let me just, <laughs> let me just call a couple of girlfriends or somebody, another woman and like talk this out real quick because a lot of that like unleashing that will come out then so that you can better present it in a different space, particularly and obviously with a man. That's the whole value of that. Nothing is wrong with you because that happened. You're not looking crazy or silly because that happened. It's how you're designed. And if, if women learn how to first have those check-ins with self and then check in with girlfriends or with women, re how you show up for conversation and then later relationship with men will be better. I can see where I can have created whole narratives and I can see where I created a narrative around this, a story in my mind and was frustrated and irritated but this but i do find myself pausing before i respond um and i'm really thankful for that and thankful for this space because it does help me process my thoughts and what it is that i truly want to say or how i want to show up so this is very helpful 
Lovebooks, are you ready to add another Joyce's Jewel to your dating and relationship bag? Here we are. Men seek and women study. Something about this seek-study combo just works. And when it comes to male-female relationships, regardless of kind, but especially in familial and romantic relationships, it just works. I treat my brother this way too. Again, because it works. With almost every interaction, I try to discover his sense of adventure, his sense of self, or his sense of legacy. You could also say a sense of his kingdom building instead of legacy too. Because usually, these are the more dominant occupations of a man's mind. I just listen to him until I've spotted which expression of self he's sharing with me in the conversation. I'm studying his words, his gestures, tones, timing, and everything as I sense him, take him in, and discern his needs. Whether he's conscious of it or not, this is why he calls me. He knows he's going to get this exchange, and it'll be satisfying or encouraging to him, even if I deny one of his requests. My brother seeks. He calls me seeking something. I study to determine the need, and once I have the need, I better understand how to relate to him. Does he need affirmation, encouragement, advice, connection, correction, a challenge, whatever it could be? I do this with my best male friend, who I've known most of my life too, though he usually calls in some exploration of his sense of self. And I also do this with my husband. I study him the most. He usually initiates most of his conversations with me in some sort of seeking space. Most others are to communicate his final decision on the matter, that he's been seeking whatever it has been. When you hold this posture as a woman, men value you highly. They value soft spaces to talk about their seeking with the woman before they venture off to execute it as a man. They value the space to talk without being interrupted, feeling very confident that you will offer something needed on their journey just by giving you access to them along with their time and attention. There's another exchange there if you caught it. Men value the way that you have studied them. And they value only you in the way that you do it. And they like coming to you and trusting that you can give themselves back to them, being a good mirror unto them. So some of these skills that you hear Danny mentioning, she's been working on or that I'm suggesting for her to incorporate is simply me setting her up for a future relationship I know she wants to have by establishing skills early in her dating game. Things like develop your dating and relationship practices, gain a sense of a man's patterns. They're usually very easy to figure out if we just pay attention and pause before responding will greatly advance her relationship once she chooses to be in one. But at this current level that she was at during our Q&A session, I had her working on them early even then. Today, she's in a committed relationship that's trending towards marriage, and she'll tell you how grateful she is for her relationship skill building because it's necessary and helpful with her and her guy. Because I like alliteration, you can remember this concept with the three S's. Seek, study, and serve. Men seek, women study, and together we serve each other. All right, let's tune back in 
to Danny and I and find out what she wants to do with this man. I love it. And what we want to do with this guy? I'm not sure right now. I just want to let it be in. I, I want to keep right now. I'm enjoying and connecting and dating other people at this point. You are allowed to say you're not sure about what you want to do next. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't have enough data. Um, it is. It does feel like a, a lot of back and forth right now with him. And and maybe I felt that way because we have a history. And okay. I need to release that most emotional attachment. I, I do like the analogy that you gave about um, tearing down the house. And ooh, I'm, I'm probably about to mess it up. Oh, how you build the house is how it stands. <laughs> how you build the house is how it stands. I teach you guys to be mindful of how you transacting. How are you making the exchange? Because different people can be doing literally the same thing, but have different results based in how they did it. So the how is always important that's what i teach you to be mindful of too not just i mean timing is important too the when the why is important but also the how right so that's the three-stranded cord that i teach you to you know do your selfhood discovery or we're doing some mental or emotional exploration when you have a question i am always cognizant of those three things and so that's why i asked you that question but you're completely fine to say i'm not sure just continue to interact with him in let it be what it be, like how you said. Okay, I will do that, and I will still and learn to invite men in and and and, sh and let them know that I am interested in and show up and connect with them as well by reaching out. I love saying one time they don't if they don't respond, okay, I'm out and I move on. But that's not enough. <laughs> that yeah, one time is not enough because people can have emergencies, accidents, a human flaw, right? One of the things that I teach. Uh, the women is, before we make a judgment call, especially on someone we don't know, before we make a judgment call, like a, let's, we need to establish a pattern. And a pattern is going to be pretty much firm at three. So one time is a little premature, unless it's just something completely like disrespectful or offensive. We're not going to hang around for that. But just, you know, miscommunications, drop balls. Yeah, confusion, lack of clarity, those type of things. Like we're humans. Who who can who can get that perfect all the time? And what if my imperfection just happened to be the first time I come across you? Okay, understood. Okay, Thank perfect. You. This was very helpful. You're very welcome. Love bugs. Let's take a small break here and reset. After the Q and A session that you just listened to ended, I had a private session with Danny and gave her some self work to do. A week later, she joined me again to discuss it, and we'll transition into that session after this break. I'll be back in a moment. See you soon. Are you looking to get your love life together? You're tired of not having the tools or community you need to navigate these dating and relationship streets. Well, honey, let's take some accountability do our work and be in the place to reap all the benefits. I invite you to become a Love Lady member and officially join the Match Mary Mate community. You can choose your specific dating and relationship package to work with me. You'll have access to digital resources, video trainings, coaching content, course materials, and even the opportunity to live stream with me with certain packages. If this sounds like something you want, be sure to join today because I'd love to have you. Visit 
coachjoyce.com to get started. I want to see your face in the play. Hey, lovebugs. We are moving from Monday night to Tuesday night. Did you know that I offer free coaching now every Tuesday on the Match Mary Mate Clubhouse stage? Have a topic you want to discuss or a question you want to ask me? Maybe you want to pick my brain a little? Meet me on the stage and we will unpack it together. I'm there every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hope to hear from you soon. Welcome back, lovebugs. In this segment, Danny and I complete an exercise together to determine if she is disconnecting prematurely. And for me to teach how to access this going forward so that she's empowered beyond me. Every woman must have her own dating practices. I mean, men too, for that matter, but I'm talking to women today, especially the ones that they've developed into a sweet spot. In a much earlier coaching session, I mentioned that one of my sweet spot dating and relationship practices was to discover and interpret a man's love language because it taps into his needs, a man's birth order because it reveals his early socialization and conditioning, and a man's zodiac sign, not to label him, but to understand him. Now, you better believe that it took me a series of feedback loops that I used from my output data to influence my new input orientation because I wanted to make the experience, and the experience is me, better for my target audience, black men, especially evolved black men. So now it's a sweet spot of mine that was born in my feedback loops and dating practices. Now, I do not project what I think is true about any given sign on a man. Instead, I ask him if he knows what it means, if he agrees, or if he's open to me teaching him about it or sharing my interpretation of it. One of my sweet spots is that I can gain this information from a man very quickly and flirty-like where it opens him up to me. Because he's open, he wants to hear more about my theories and observations about knowing people through these three pieces of information. I also like to be able to assess if a man has the capacity to receive my spirit, the essence of who I am as a woman, because it is time-saving if he cannot but it's also intimacy building if he can. Sometimes I flirt, sometimes I play, sometimes I challenge, and sometimes I do all three. It just depends on my mood and the man in front of me. Sometimes I lean more to a challenge and I say something like, so I have a theory and I wanna test it out on you. It's just conversation, but it will require you to answer some questions. Is that okay? I've always had a man say yes, and then I say, your job is to tell me if I'm accurate and lean into the conversation with me so we can learn from each other and just have fun. Can you do that? Of course, he's ready for the challenge. And I usually am getting compliments for how well I delivered my communication and made that man feel safe. I told you, it's my sweet spot. Sometimes I lean into play, especially if I can discern if the man values play or being playful might be needed more than a challenge to comply. 
I may say, so I have this game that I like to play, especially with men. It's just a conversation, but it will require you to answer some questions. Is that okay? Again, they say yes. And I say, your goal is to tell me if I'm accurate and lean into the conversation with me so we can learn about each other and just play. How does that sound? And of course, he's ready to play. By the time you hear this, it'll be September 2023. So a few months ago, I was out with friends and I needed to make a warm intro for a woman who had her eyes on this man. He came across as confident, sure of himself like a leader. I automatically assumed Aries or Leo, but in my introduction, he wasn't cocky or showy like how Leos typically are. So I stuck with Aries and I was right. Anywho, I tried my theory on him and it worked yet again. I'll give you more on it as me and Danny's conversation play out. I want to be clear and say that this is my sweet spot that I've developed throughout years of psychology and connecting with men. I do not advise any woman trying to duplicate my sweet spot. Find your own. However, Danny is slightly an exception because her knowledge in two out of these three items are just as vast as mine. So she didn't try to duplicate it, but she attempted to emulate what of mine she could. And that's what we're discussing. And I didn't want you to be lost. So for the record, human beings model the behavior of their peers and inner circles all the time. And specifically, black women do this in a very unique and necessary way. We try things on for size as we're inspired by how someone else did it or got it to work for them. And this is normal. So no, I do not mind Danny's attempt to try on something I mentioned about myself. But... She didn't know nearly as much about birth order as I did, so she had to make concessions there. And that's fine, too. Okay, let's listen to Danny. Hey, Danny C. Hi, how are you? Good evening. Good evening, love. I have a question in the, um, I guess it's a when or um, after our call yesterday, I did identify the people that would not be going into next week. <laughs> you did your homework that quickly? Yes, I did. I do not want to carry that energy into this week. So I got rid of three people and I just did wait in energy. I don't want to con continue into the week. But I do have a question about connection. I'm just trying to figure out that sweet spot between seeing that they're worth hang um, continuing to communicate with and go out with, even though I may not feel something. Um, but then on the flip side, I'm like, man, I'm not really feeling any connection or any type of anything with um, some of the men that I've been meeting lately. Oh, Danny, that's a really good question. Most of what you are asking, I, I will correct anything that I hear that's a little inconsistent or off. My coaching style is to is to teach you in a way where you can figure these things out for yourself as you go. It still it won't mean that you may not need coaching, right? Because Hearing someone else, another soundboard, another pair of eyes is always helpful, but I want you to be empowered to help yourself. I have to always figure out how you're asking me the question because you don't really ask questions. You tell me the scenario <laughs> and then I have to style the question. So let me, let me do that first. Is it a how question? Are you saying, how do I know? How can I tell? Yeah, 
many of the people I've been connecting with or talking to, it just doesn't feel like any connection. And I want to, I want to make sure because you know, like I said, I'm the queen of just saying we're not in alignment and just cutting people off. So, how do I make sure I'm not prematurely disconnecting? Yes. Okay. That question is best answered. You know me, balance, right? So duality. I was trying to think about both sides of it for a quick second. So one side of that is, well, where are the spots of the lack of alignment? How we assess this is going to be different based on where we are in relating to a person. How I'm going to assess how I'm interacting with anybody, but particularly a man in the quote unquote, getting to know him phase is going to be different than that. I have chosen to date him phase. It's going to be different than I have chosen to be exclusive with him phase, right? So every time you move the needle on your relating to this person, then all of that has to be taken into consideration so that we can reassess and, and make a decision. Does that make sense first? Make sure you got that. Yes. Okay. Is. So I'm the way you're asking me the question, I'm assuming that these are men who are still in the I'm getting to know phase. Yes. Okay. That's correct. So in that space, what are you chiefly looking for in terms of alignment? Before I answer that, how much emphasis do you put on do we put on like the birth order, astrology, love languages? And even in the beginning, before I answer that question, how much emphasis do? As much as you want. As much as what's vibing or not. So generally speaking, you you will have what you know already works. And you will have what you know doesn't work. And then there's always the space where I don't know if this works or not. So I will use that when it comes to birth order, for an example. I know for me personally, and this is why that first box is always, you know yourself, right? So I know for me personally, as a firstborn daughter, who is also the only daughter, which makes that place a little bit more hyper, I know automatically I am going to connect with most men who are onlys and babies, like without a doubt. So even if I haven't decided, oh, is this a match if I'm in a dating app or if I want to move this to a first date, if I meet somebody out in, in person, I'm probably going to either ask questions that can get me that information or just directly ask. Like, so where are you at in your line, you know, with your siblings, something like that. I'm already going to feel good if the person's like, oh, I'm the only child. So I'm putting emphasis on that as, as early as the beginning because I already know that works nine times out of 10. Okay. Then I have what I know doesn't work, which are also men who are firstborn, <laughs> especially if they are the firstborn of all boys because it's more hyper and it's just not a good match. So if, if someone says that to me, it's kind of like, uh, okay, right? Like I'm not as excited because I, I already know that doesn't work nine times out of 10. And then there's everything in the middle. I know it's not nine times out of 10 on either side. So I would have to be willing to explore it. I'm not going to put that much emphasis in that space because I don't know enough about it. Okay. But you see, but if you tell me something I know works, 
nine times out of ten. And if you tell me something I know doesn't work nine times out of ten, I'm putting real strong emphasis there because I already have enough life experience and relationship history to know what it's going to do. Okay. Right? So the same thing when you did the Zodiac, I, I think in one of these, I can't remember if it was Clubhouse or in a private call, but you had mentioned something. Oh, it was in Clubhouse last week. You were like, oh, well, the guy's a cancer, right? So now we share the same sign. And I'm not going to say, I will never tell you that you should not ever pair yourself with the person that seems like, I don't know, right? Because anomalies happen and things can, whatever. But I, generally speaking, a Gemini and a Cancer is, is not the best idea. They don't mix. Right. So, to answer your question, I've been... I do think about those things. While I will keep an open mind in the beginning and get to and connect and get to know someone, um, like we talked about last week, the three times a charm, the three people that right. I that are cancers. And this individual from last week, he's a, a only child. Um, so it just felt very, like I said, needy and just immediately and um, emotionally charged. And I'm not there yet. I, I'm. Um, intellectual, I enjoy great conversation. Let us talk about right. So it's already an unmatch, right? Don't waste your time. Yeah. Right. You have a you have enough data points with enough relationship history and personal experience in relating to people, men aside, where it's like I already know what this does. I, I don't need to explore this to find out what I already know. A lot of people that I've encountered, their first one is physical touch. That's not the top on my list. And so, you know, sometimes... Where is it on your list? And I'll establish the boundary, but that bothers people sometimes. That's okay. You're, you're, not, you're not here to not not bother people. You're here to be Danny and get what Danny wants. Okay. But where is physical touch on your line? Like, one, two, three, four, five. Is it at the bottom? It's like four. Right. See? <laughs> so, concerns and words of affirmation and quality time and physical touch. I mean, it is the whole point of my matching strategy. Now, it is... It is Matching is more than those three things, but that three-stranded cord is a chief starter. It's like, ah, oh, sir, I'm not even going to do this because I know. And take them all three into consideration. I have uh, a guy friend. I've known him for years. And when I had ended my relationship, he expressed interest. Okay, so now I'm thinking about all three at one time. One, he's the firstborn child of only males. What do you think I'm thinking about that? I'm like, ah, I'm already like, all right. And then I'm like, all right, well, but that's not enough. That's just one thing. So then I go to uh, what our Zodiac is, right? Which is just really indicative of your personality most of the time. And so I'm a Gemini. He's an Aquarius. And so I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm already like, ooh. and my mother is an Aquarius. So it's just like, that's just too close for comfort for me. And then I think about love language. My, my chief love language is acts of service. And I don't think he would have any problem fulfilling acts of service. He, he is that guy. But his chief love language is physical touch. Physical touch is at, is at the bottom for me. It's four. It's like so far down. So I don't need to waste any of our time going, oh, let's see what we can be romantically. Because all three of those together tell me not a good idea three times. Right? Now, if it's two out of three, you know, maybe I, then I need to hear what else is he, 
what else is going on with him that you are attracted to where you're willing to bet 33% essentially. And that could be something. And I'd be like, oh, well, hell, hell yeah, that's worth it. Let's see what this do, right? Or you get all three of them and it's like, dang, this is perfect. So like my husband, it's perfect. It's like, oh, the love language is perfect here. The Zodiac is perfect here. The birth order is perfect here. That was worth me pursuing. Does it mean we're going to ride off into the sunset? No, but it means I'm probably going to enjoy this experience no matter where it lands. And it probably could land me my boo because it's just so perfect. When how you build a house is how it stands, I like to say. So when you build it that way, like that's what keeps paying you dividends as you uh, invest into the relationship and then take whatever withdrawals out that you need, so to speak. So the first is also is born in the alignment. You asked me a question about how much emphasis do you put on it, and my answer to that is well, it de- depends on what it is. Are you completely in a space of, I know this works? Or are you completely in a space of, I know this doesn't work? Because if that's the case, much emphasis, right? You already know. If it's a space where you're unsure about, I really don't know. I really don't know how Geminis and Scorpios go together because you've never done it before. Or I really don't know how uh, firstborn and middle go together because you've never done it before. Then maybe you don't put that much emphasis on it because you don't have enough knowledge to say one way or the other. But the things that you absolutely know do or don't work should have great emphasis. That's how most humans are making decisions. Like they're using history they already have and that is strengthening why they would choose something that they know will already render a similar or same result. Let's pause, love bugs. Picking up with the story I shared at the beginning of this segment, I came to find out that the gentleman was an Aries, one of my favorite kinds of men. The youngest of all boys, music to my ears, and his love language was physical touch. Not my favorite at all. So this man had batted two out of three easy. Now, because physical touch isn't high on my list, I was more curious here. So I asked him if I could tell him what I hear and ask him to respond. And he said yes. So I told him that when I hear physical touch, especially from a man, I think about two big buckets that the response can live in, affection or sex. I was preparing to ask him if he'd heard anything different, but he had already interjected to ask me if he could offer a third bucket. So I obliged and he said, or both. I told him I can dig it, but when you're talking to a woman, both can be hard and some distinction needs to be made. He motioned for me to continue, so I said, do you like hugs and cuddles and forehead kisses? He said yes. I asked him if he likes to give and receive them. He said yes. And since we had already established that he was seriously dating a woman, I asked, would your girl say that? And he told me he thinks so. So I encouraged him to learn more from her there and make sure his mixed bucket was as clear as he thought it was. So he asked, why could both, as an answer to my question, be hard for women to hear? And I told him, because how are we supposed to know that you're not only using affection as a gateway to sex? He stretched his face and his eyes bulged, and that was my cue to let him process that and maintain my mystery as a woman and depart. So I thanked him for his time and his answers. I affirmed him by saying that his answers helped me further my research ideas about black men and black women. And because he was 
fine beyond imagination, and God did some good, good work. I flirted in my last sentence by asking him for a hug and whispering in his ear to tell his girl that she seems to have lucked up with him. As we pulled away from each other, he thanked me for saying so and told me how good it feels to feel desired while things maintain a level of appropriateness. I pointed to my husband and told him that that man right there is one of the reasons nothing inappropriate would come from me to you. He nodded and gave me a look that told me he was impressed. So I closed with, I think it's important for black men to be praised, especially from black women when they see them doing right. I also know how important it is for the other partner to hear from theirs that someone thought that they were lucky just by being with them. So if she's not insecure, she'll probably likely like you a little bit more once you tell her this story. So you're welcome and have a good one. Assuming we were both available, I would have wanted to exchange information with him because he's already two thirds of what I know will be a good psychological match. We still have to work on the relational pairing and for some possible tension that could appear in those love languages. But I enjoyed the way he responded to the questions about it enough to want to know more about him. And I could tell he had the capacity to receive me, at least for what I had shared during our introduction. So let's hear Danny and I sort this thing out for her. Um, to answer your question, I have been putting emphasis on that, but I've still been exploring and con- uh, trying to date folks that I, I can tell I'm not in alignment with. And that's probably why I'm not feeling excited maybe i can just use this as a practice and just go out and learn how to connect with men here's the thing with practice that's not a bad idea i'm I'm not dinging that if that works for you use it but be careful of the energy you're expending so practice is supposed to gain you something like that's the trade-off here this person isn't going to be my man. This person isn't someone I may be attracted to, whether you're not, whether the lack of attraction plummeted because of finances or plummeted, you know, physicality or plummeted with his intelligence, wherever, whatever happened at whatever point for you to be like, and that's probably not going to work for me, right? Whatever bucket that happened in. <clears throat> Once you're there, practice isn't going to be fruitful for you in the way that you think it's going to be because you've already made the decision emotionally, mentally, whatever you've made the decision. So now there's just every time you think to engage with this person or do anything, it's draining you, taking more energy from you than if you were doing it with someone you don't even, you don't know those things about yet. That's true. You you see, so practice is supposed to be an exchange of, well, I'm not sure if you're going to be this, but I'm going to continue to work these skills that I've learned so that I can create a feedback loop. That's what practice is supposed to get you. Feedback. That's the exchange. If you've already decided you're not getting feedback, you're just further bankrupting yourself, putting energy out. Well, that one, another person about to get crossed off the list. <laughs> I mean, I mean he, he, great conversation, but he's a, a Pisces. Gemini and Pisces do not. Oh, God, my mother's a Pisces. And 
Jesus Christ. Right. You heard how well, you heard what I just said. I'm like, my mother's an Aquarius. I can't do it. But you're right. Gemini and Pisces don't tend to be a good match at all. At all. And then he's a, a youngest child like me. Ooh, y'all interesting. <laughs> <laughs> But great conversation. So I, you know, he may just be someone that that's a friend. Um, but I, I can't. I don't feel anything. I don't. Yeah. So I mean, there you go. We we took a sidetrack because you asked about emphasis. I want to make sure I actually answer your question with um with the alignment. So I asked you for like, well, what are your big buckets that you're looking for in the getting to know you stage? where you would say, this is aligned? Like, what would be those major points of alignment? Sometimes their beliefs or their core values or their, like, pairings of compatibility. Every woman has something different. But just just shoot off where you're like, I'm looking for this in the getting to know you stage to for, for me believing that there's alignment. Well, where I can, there's um, great conversation and the things that you're saying to me that they do a lot, um, align and, and some of the core values just being in alignment. Right, but what are those? Name them for me, for you. Um, what are you looking for? For me, um, I can just name a few, like um, mm-hmm. accountability. Yeah, what else? Um, um, peace, health, some of my core values. You said these were big ones. So if they're big ones, that means they, they, they pretty much work no matter who. No matter when. So we we about to find out. But I asked you for a big one specifically. So if we just think about, you said you let go of three. Just put one of them in your mind really quickly for the sake of this exercise. Okay. You got him? Yes. Okay. Which one of these is he interrupting for you? Is it the accountability, the peace, the health, the freedom? Um, the freedom. Okay. Now, in one sentence, tell me why. What's lacking um, what's lacking is the there's it just feels like this need this neediness again where we have to connect every day all day um, and it doesn't allow us oh to- personal freedom yeah. switch to another guy you got him in your head yes okay which one accountability peace health um, accountability okay one sentence tell me what's lacking. Um, it, it feels as if the victim mentality, everyone else is wrong and he's not wrong. And, and there's no desire to, to get help, um, whether it's seeking therapy or mentorship and guidance outside of yourself. Okay. And how many, how did that just happen one time? How many instances of this victimization did you experience with him? Um, as far as the accountability one? Yeah. Um, measure it. Uh, you saying how many times? About just, just this is not an exact science. Just give, okay, good. Let me go back to your original question. How do I know if it's a premature disconnection? These are not premature disconnections. Based on how I ask you the question, can you tell why? Yes, because they don't align with my core values. And and um, I. Well, I didn't really clearly express my boundaries, but um, um, just in dialogue, conversation, interaction with those individuals. How many times? Roughly. Three times. Right. It's not premature, right? Premature would be like, oh, he did this one time. And I'm like, well, that could just be a one-off. People live lives, things happen. What if he just was having a bad day? 
Okay. Right? Or if you would have told me it's, you would have told me something superficial or something vain where I'm like, well, that ain't even a core value for you. So why is that bothering you so so early in the game? Then I would have had to been like, I don't know, maybe that's premature. But both of those things being true, like this isn't, it's not you prematurely deciding that there's a lack of alignment. You know, you want a certain level of personal freedom. Too much neediness threatens that. That's not going to work for you. You know, you need a certain level of accountability. Too much victimization threatens that. That's not going to work for you. Okay. You broke that down so eloquently. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It made that okay. That makes sense. Um, And I do feel a little bit better about that. Okay. end every episode with thought or heart provoking questions for your journal journaling is simply prayers on paper and the most high tends to those too dear listener what are your dating practices are you good at noticing a man's patterns have you installed a dating and relationship feedback loop yet what do you need to do to get started on it have you discovered some of your womanly or relational sweet spots what are they When you attempt to emulate others or try their ways on for size, who are you modeling after? And what are you modeling? It's okay to write about the blessings and the burdens. Pour it out into your journal today. Release yourself, free yourself, and most of all, be yourself. P.S. No woman is better at being you than you. If you're interested in my developing research or want to discuss the trends, patterns, or stories that I observe daily in my coaching practice at your next event or show, you can reach me at hello at matchmarymate.com. Another thank you to Danny for allowing me to share her Q&A sessions with the Match Mary Mate audience. Today, I leave you with a quote from Nonviolent Communication by the late Dr. Marshall Rosenberg. I find that it's the perfect way to close this season. We are dangerous when we are not conscious of our responsibility for how we behave, think, and feel. And that's on self-awareness, ladies. Thank you for joining me today and tuning into another episode of the Match Mary Mate Show. If this episode resonated with you, please comment, rate, and review our podcast. Your feedback would just melt my Southern girl heart. Until our next time together, love, light, and relationship. Remember, we grow as we go. And I'll be with you in a few weeks for our season two bonus. Cheers. This was a hot seat coaching session with Joyce, a single round between her and a match marry me guest or client seeking selfhood, womanhood, dating and relationship support. If you have a question or issue you'd like to explore with Joyce, send her an email and she may just call you for the show. Send your email to podcast at matchmarymate.com. 